0: and thank you, Kevin and Hannah. I shared with Hannah as we were doing our worship planning uh, earlier this week, all the things that we were not able to do. No children's message, no Holy Communion, no offertory, no choir. And she shared back with me, well, here's what we can do. And uh, what a blessing uh, to hear the music that has come forth today. Let us pray. wise and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always, amen. Back in February, we received a phone call from the Marco Island Food Pantry of which I just spoke and they shared back with us a need that they had, namely toilet paper. And you all, as a congregation, responded with abundance in contributing a truck full of toilet paper. 1,235 pounds worth of toilet paper. We had an abundance. It was plentiful. Well, earlier this past week, I arrived at Publix to do our family shopping first thing in the morning at 8 a.m. on Monday. And I went to, yes, the toilet paper aisle, and there was absolutely nothing. (laughs) Then went to base Hardware, and they had a few rolls. You could buy them by the roll, not the good stuff, and there was a limit on toilet paper. And as one parishioner put it to me recently, there must be some kind of sermon here about this irony. (laughs) In March, we have 1,235 pounds of toilet paper and in May, we can't even find a roll. Surely there's a sermon in there somewhere, Pastor. Well, there is a sermon in that irony. Paul preached it. I want you to take a moment to walk back with me into this scripture passage in Philippians chapter 4. Once upon a time, you'll recall that the Apostle Paul, who was an early follower of Jesus, a missionary, a teacher, and an encourager, uh, went in and around the ancient world in ministry with ancient churches. And Paul, because of his belief in Christ, was often uh, criticized and sometimes even persecuted for his message. And so from time to time, Paul was put into prison. And on one occasion, while Paul was in prison in Rome, being persecuted for his faith, he wrote a letter to a church that he had been in ministry with previously, the church in Philippi hits the letter to the Philippians that many of us have been studying on Tuesdays uh, in the past few weeks or so. And in that letter, Paul shared back with the Philippians uh, from his jail cell there in Rome, that he knew the secret to being content despite having very, very little. This is particularly ironic, of course, that Philippians was such a hopeful book of scripture given that Paul wrote it in a dark, depressing Roman prison. Paul shared back with them this. I know the secret to being content. Whether living in plenty or living in want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whether living in plenty or living in want. Whether living in plenty or living in want whether living in the age of unlimited toilet paper or limiting that toilet paper to just a couple of rolls i paul know the secret to be content and that secret was none other than gratitude paul was grateful for the blessings that god did bestow upon him albeit while in prison And that secret to being content is being whispered by paul in this scripture to the church here at united church of marco i want you to be content and the secret to being content during a time of lack is to know and to be grateful for the blessings god has bestowed upon you If you're anything like me, this secret is a timely word for sure. Because from time to time, over the last few weeks and months, I have been focused on all of those things, frequently, that I do not have. Those things that I want to have or that I want back. I have my list of I do not haves, and perhaps you can overhear some of your do not haves when I share back with you my list. God, I do not have a normal church because I am in a pandemic where everyone is six feet apart. God, I do not have the social gatherings I used to have with friends. I do not have a school for my children to attend at the very moment. I do not have a haircut, I do not have as much money in my savings, I do not have God sports on television, (laughs) I do not have God fill in the plank, more than just toilet paper here, but many things in my life that I do not have that I used to have back in February and March. I was reminded of a wonderful and astute comment uh, that was written by St. Augustine in his book, The Confessions, centuries ago. He said, you know, our hearts will always remain restless until they rest in God. And that is so true, particularly during this time of pandemic and this time of lack that encourages us to focus on what we do not have. When we focus on what we do not have, we are just discontent and our hearts are restless. I mean, how easy would it have been for Paul to vent back with the Philippians about all the things that he did not have in prison. I do not have my freedom. I do not have a warm meal. I do not have those things I used to have before the Romans locked me in here. I do not have this. I do not have that. But Paul knew the secret to being content, and that secret for him was not to focus on those things he did not have, but rather to focus on those blessings God did bestow upon him in prison. Two blessings in particular that I see here in Philippians 4 that Paul opened his eyes to during a season of his life when he did not have much simple blessings, and the blessing of Christ. Paul, here in prison, seemed to be focused on the simple blessings that came his way, despite not having the blessings that he used to have. He focused on what God did give him. Simple blessings and a focus on a simple blessing look something like this. God, I do not have a normal church, but I do have 25% capacity. God, I do not have social gathering with friends, but I do have texts and FaceTime. God, I do not have a normal Bible study, but I do have Zoom. God, I do not have something that I miss, but there is something that I do have. And when we focus on those simple blessings contentment, peace, really does come within our hearts. Many years ago, the Mayo Clinic published their handbook for health and happiness, their mind-body initiative. And one of the great one-liners from that handbook uh, for people who want to be happier in their lives is this, focus on what is going right within what is going wrong. Let me repeat that. Focus on what is going right within what is going wrong. Long before the Mayo Clinic discovered this to be true, the Apostle Paul pinned it to the church in Philippi, Philippi. I am going to focus on those things I do have despite being in prison. And we've been reading a lot of articles about this recently, am I right? About those simple blessings that some of us have been taking for granted. For example, the blessing of a grocery bagger, or the blessing of a nurse, or the blessing of a barber. Those who are willing to put themselves on the line to provide back for many of us what perhaps we used to take for granted. A simple blessing. And when we focus on that, we are content. remember just a couple of weeks ago we were uh, in the house with the stay at home order all five of us and it was one of those days where the days were kind of bleeding together into uh, the next day and some of you all have experienced uh, uh, those as well and one afternoon after not raining for many many days it just began to rain and i recall looking out the window and being so grateful for rain And I thought to myself, when was the last time I was thankful or grateful when it rained? And in the midst of that simple blessing and claiming it and being grateful for it, I felt contentment coming into my heart. That's part of Paul's focus here on gratitude, to focus on the simple blessings that did come his way, albeit in prison. And when he did that, he had the secret to being content. But I think there was a second part of Paul's gratitude here in this scripture that is also important. Not just the simple blessings that came his way in prison, but also the blessing of Christ. While still yet in prison, Paul knew that he had the one thing in his possession that would give him strength against anything else including death itself and that was the blessing of jesus christ and paul knew that if he had that he could be content and he could be grateful no matter the circumstances in which he found himself in the moment remember a prison story from many years ago Uh, It was the summer of 2005, and I was doing an internship out in Hertford, North Carolina, at a small United Methodist Church. And on one day of the internship, uh, they paired me with a prison chaplain of a federal prison that was in the cornfields of uh, eastern North Carolina, and a wonderful prison minister uh, there in Hertford, an older African-American gentleman who had just such a pastoral way about him. And I asked him, he had previously been in the church, I said, you know, do you miss your job in the church? And he said, well, not really. And I said, well, why did you choose this over the church? And he said, well, there are some benefits of being in here. And I said, well, like what? And he said, well, I don't have to worry if the sweet tea is sweet enough in the fellowship (laughs) hall. And he said, because in here, it really is a matter of life and death. And the one and only thing that many of these prisoners or my parishioners have is christ and only christ and if they have that they have it all wonderful wisdom wonderful wisdom another prison story from back in 1968 some of you will recall the name gerald coffee uh, Coffey was a vietnam prisoner of war for about three years And on Christmas night of 1968, he found himself in his uh, prison cell in Vietnam and the guards who were there with their families and celebrating Christmas uh, decided to be rather nice to him and gave him a piece of chocolate candy uh, wrapped in a red wrapper. And he remembers eating the piece of chocolate candy and feeling so good after he ate it. And then there was some gluiness to the candy uh, wrapper, and he took it and he formed it into the shape of a star, the star of Christ perhaps at Christmas time. And he stuck it to the top of his jail cell. And he had that star there until he was finally released from prison. And after he wrote his memoir, after being in that prison cell for three years, he said he hung his hope on that star, where if he had Christ, he had everything he could possibly need and it was there for him he could be grateful even if he didn't have what he used to have many years ago a wonderful christian author by the name of john werper i wrote a book entitled the life you've always wanted and in that book he spoke a little bit about the discontent and the restlessness of our souls When we seek after that which we lack or that which we do not have and he reminded the folks in his book that there are three blessings that every single follower of jesus christ has every single day number one god has given me a body that was created in the image of god and most
1: of it works number two God has given me Christ who died
0: for my sins so that I might be with God forever. And number three, God has given me a calling, created me for a unique purpose in this world. Three simple, albeit impactful blessings. You remember the story many years ago of Alexander? Alexander was a wealthy, Persian landowner, who over time began to seek out what he knew to be somewhere out in the world, a mine that was full of diamonds. He was a diamond hunter. And Alexander devoted his entire life to seeking out those diamonds that were said to be somewhere uh, in the ancient world and he did expedition after expedition after expedition but he never found those diamonds never found what he really desired to locate all of his life well a few months after alexander passed away about a football field 100 yards from his estate in what is now present-day india A slave on Alexander's property discovered the richest gold mine in the entire world. That mine today is known as the gold mine, I'm sorry, the diamond mine of Golconda. And there, when he discovered it, that slave, he recalled how from many, many years previous, Alexander had sought those diamonds. If only Alexander had realized that he had had them in his possession all along. God gave me a body made in the image of God, and most of it works. God gave me Christ. God created me for a unique purpose. Now, let me ask you something. Why on earth? do we so often focus on that which we lack or on that which we don't have when we've got those three diamonds in our own backyard? Amen.